Chapter 89 of The Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Planning an Abduction Our deliberations occupied but a brief time. I had already considered the subject in all its bearings, and arrived at the conviction that there was only one course to be followed, by which Lillian's safety could be secured, that is, by carrying her off from the Mormon train. In this opinion her sister fully agreed. She knew it would be idle to expect that the wolf would willingly yield up his victim, and the painful thought was pressing upon her that even her own father— hoodwinked by the hypocrites that surrounded him, might reject the opportunity of saving his child. He would not be the only parent who, blinded by this abominable delusion, has similarly sacrificed upon the unhallowed altar of Mormonhood. Of this melancholy fact, Marion was not ignorant. Her unhappy journey across the Great Plains had revealed her many a strange incident, many a wicked phase of the human heart. All agreed that Lillian must be taken from the Mormons, either by force or by stealth. It must be done, too, before they could reach the Salt Lake City. Once upon the banks of the transatlantic Jordan, these pseudo-saints would be safe from the interference of their most powerful enemies— their deed of abduction would be no longer possible, or, if still possible, too late. Was it practical elsewhere upon the route, and how was it to be effected? These were the questions that occupied us. There were but three men of us. For the Irishmen, now completely, all da combo, must be left behind. True, the huntress maiden, who had declared her determination to accompany us, might well be counted as a fourth, in all four guns. But what would four guns avail against more than ten times the number? Wingrove had learnt from the wretched Chickasaw that there were a hundred men with the Mormon train. It was idle, therefore, to think of carrying her off by force. That would have been a sheer quixotism, only to end fatally for all of us. And was it not equally idle to dream of an abduction by stealth? Verily it seemed so. How were we to approach this Mormon host? How enter their camp guarded as it would be by the jealous vigilance of lynx-eyed villains? By day it would be impossible, by night hazardous, and equally impractical would be our purpose." We could not join company with these clannish emigrants without offering some excuse. What pretext could be put forward? Had we been strangers to them, we might have availed ourselves of some plausible story, but, unfortunately, it was not so. All of us, except Sure Shot, would be known to their leader. My presence, however unexpected, would at once proclaim my purpose to the keen-witted knave, and as for Marion Halt, hers would be a position of positive danger, even equaling that in which her sister was now placed. Stebbins could claim her, if not by a true husband's right, at least by the laws of Mormon matrimony. And of course by those laws would the case be judged in a Mormon camp, the apostle himself being their interpreter.
the hope which i had built upon the prospect of an alliance with marian was that by her intercession lillian might be induced voluntarily to make her escape even if necessary from her father i had conceived the hope too hastily without dwelling upon the danger to marian herself this was now evident to all of us we saw that marian could not safely enter the mormon camp we could not think of submitting her to a danger that might too probably conduct to a double sacrifice two victims instead of one our thoughts returned upon the ex-rifleman he was the only one of us unknown to the leader of the mormons and to holt himself to sure shot then were our hopes next transferred he might join the train on some pretext the rest of us remaining at a distance by this agency a communication might be effected with lillian herself the proximity of her sister made known the perils of her own situation of which no doubt the young creature was yet entirely ignorant her scruples once overcome by a knowledge of her own danger she would herself aid in contriving a plan of escape for such a purpose Shoreshot was the man adroit crafty courageous thus ran our reflections it may be wondered why in this emergency we had not thought of wakara surely he could have given us an effective aid with his mounted warriors he could soon have overtaken the mormon train surrounded it and dealt out the law to its leader but we had already learnt the improbability of our appeal being acted upon marian had interpreted to us the views of the utah chief in relation to the mormons these wily diplomats had from their first settlement in the utah territory courted the alliance of the wakara and his band they had made much of the warlike chief and won his confidence and friendship and at that hour the closest intimacy existed between him and the mormon prophet for this reason marian believed it would require a stronger motive than mere personal friendship to make him act as their enemy in such an important enterprise no chance should be left untried i was determined none should be and therefore incited marian to make an appeal to the utah chief she consented it was worth the experiment should the answer prove favorable our difficulties would soon disappear and we might hope for a speedy success if otherwise our prospects would still be the same no worse for worse they could scarcely be marian left us and proceeded on her errand to the chief we saw him withdraw from the ceremonies and going apart engaged with the girl in what appeared an earnest and animated conversation with hopeful hearts we looked on wingrove was no longer jealous i had cured him with a hint and the bandaged arm of his betrothed had explained the delicate attentions which the indian had been seen to bestow upon her the dialogue lasted for ten minutes the speakers at intervals glancing toward us but we knew the theme and patiently awaited the issue it was soon to be declared to us we saw the chief wave his hand as a signal that the conversation was ended and the speakers parted wakara walked back among his warriors while marian was seen returning to our council we scrutinized her countenance as she approached endeavoring to read in it what our wishes dictated an affirmative to our appeal 
her step was buoyant and her glance if not gay at least not one that betokened disappointment we were unable to determine however until her words declared the answer of the chief as marion had anticipated he could not consent to act openly against the mormons but the tale had enlisted his sympathy and he had even suggested a plan by which we might carry out our design without the necessity of his interference it was this the horseman that had just arrived chanced to be a messenger from the mormons unable to find the kuchitapa pass they were still encamped in the great valley of san luis on the banks of the rio del norte the only one of them who had been across the plains before was their leader stebbins of course and he having gone by the cherokee trail in bridger's pass was entirely unacquainted with the route they were now following they were in need of a guide and having encountered the indian at this crisis and learnt that he belonged to the band of wakara not far off as the man informed them they had dispatched him to the utah chief with a request that the latter would furnish them with a guide and two or three of his best hunters before marian had ended her explanation i had divined the scheme we were to personate the guide and hunters that was the suggestion of the utah chief it was perfectly feasible nothing can be easier than the counterfeit the semblance of the american indian the color of the skin is of no consequence okra charcoal and vermilion made red man and white man as like as need be and for the hair the black tail of a horse half covered and confined by the great plumed bonnet with its crest dropping backwards is a disguise not to be detected the proud savage doffs his eagle plumes to no living man and even the most intrusive mormon would not dare to scrutinize too closely the coiffure of an indian warrior the plan was rendered further practical by a new and able ally enlisting himself into our ranks this was the trapper archelite who from a hint given him by the utah chief at once volunteered to act as the guide the mexican had already conceived an instinctive antipathy towards the mormon hereticos and we might rely upon his fidelity to our cause the scheme exactly suited the eccentric character of this singular man and he entered upon his duties con marie and at once by his assistance we soon procured the required costumes and pigments but neither were to be put on in the presence of the utahs it was necessary that Wakara should not be compromised by a too conspicuous intervention. The friendly chief had hinted a further promise to Marion, even an open interference in our favor. Should that become necessary, he would follow close after the Mormon train, and should our design prove a failure, might then use his influence on our behalf. This would have been the best news of all, with such a prospect we should have had little to fear for the result but alas before leaving the ground an incident occurred that threatened to prevent our generous ally from fulfilling that promise however formally he might have made it End of chapter 